0: Pizza comes down to a point, so you can easily guide it in to your pizza hole.
1: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the twice-weekly show about the show Too Beautiful to Live. On Fridays, we bring you trips down TVTL Memory Lane, Including interviews with fans, clip shows of their show, and if we're feeling particularly through the looking glass clip shows of our show, sometimes even unboxing shows where I get blow up dolls in the mail and start crying. But this is a Monday, so we're here to bring you a straight-up recap of last week's TBTL. My name is Mike Frizel, and I must reveal that I was once incarcerated, but now I'm free and hosting from the Deer Blind Studios in the mountain room at the ranch in Manchak, Texas. Joining me from Sticker Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with a Plan Lundholm. Good day to you, Anne. Good morning, Mike. And from Keep the Change Studios in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, it's Bobby Shufflin-Papes-Pape. Good morning, B.
2: Good morning, Mike.
1: Didn't take me long to get my first shot in on that. <laughs> um, as always, we will roll through some LRB business uh, where we must do an accounting of, of our, our our money because people are starting to call that into question. We'll give you some sizzling hot takes on the recap, keep some house, and then let you know how to get involved. As my wife tells me, I'm no good at business, so who's handling that today?
2: Well, uh, that would be me, Mike. Huh? We'll start with the, our Friday show, which was a recap of the 10th anniversary, anniversary, live show, and just our experiences at the show. That was me and Anne and Christy talking about meeting and interacting with a bunch of tens and how we enjoyed the show and just generally how much fun we had. Um, worth listening to if you like us or worth listening to if you just want to hear what a day in Seattle's like when uh, we're trying to navigate our fun through a brewery's anniversary party and pink hats everywhere.
1: <laughs> I listened uh last night and I really enjoyed it. It's sort of... um eased me out of my FOMO. Uh, <laughs> it it was a good exit for me because, you know, you guys were talking about some familiar places uh, for me. And, you know, it was nice hearing how, how much fun you guys had because soon, soon I will be making an appearance in Seattle, I hope.
2: Well, it's about damn time. And <laughs> did you have anything you wanted to add about the Friday show? We had a lot of fun recording that one, including – Christy just shutting me down. (laughs) She was on fire.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Christy was at the top of her game. I had two things I wanted to sort of semi-apologize for regarding the Friday show. The first was that when I was listening back, when I was editing it, I am so tired and emotional on that show. And by tired and emotional, I mean I'm tired and I'm emotional.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Actual tired and actually emotional.
0: Yes, I could hear it in my voice. I was almost slurring because I was so tired at that point in the day because I'd been traveling, which I'm going to talk about a little bit in a few minutes. But then I also got emotional once we started talking about meeting the people and getting to to meet Jen and then I got to sing with her and so I was mostly unsuccessfully holding back my tears for the rest of the show. So that kinda comes through too. So I was a little bit of a mess on that show. And the other thing that I really regret saying um, when I was talking about singing with Jen is that I said something to the effect like, she's not really a good singer, but she's great at karaoke. And I feel really bad about that because I didn't mean to say that Jen is a bad singer. What I meant to say is that she's not a trained singer. She has a lot mm-hmm. of natural talent and you know rhythm and a lot of musicality, and she's an amazing karaoke singer. But given my tired and emotional state, uh, it was just an unfortunate choice of words. So I don't want anybody to think that I was criticizing Jen's singing ability.
2: Yep, we're all going to remember the time that Anne got really emotional about meeting Jen and then shit all over Jen. <laughs> <sighs> I don't think anyone took it that way, and I certainly didn't take it that way. I I knew what you meant. Good. Good. Uh, As long as we're talking about this, we should do the throw your phone moment from Bob Stein, who actually sent a hug your phone based on our Friday episode. And here's what he writes. Episode 293, Christy Wise for the Win, two stellar examples. Number one, when talking about Jen's assertiveness, you guys mentioned that you as women need to do more of this. And then Bobby said, I do too, to which Christy replied, oh, shut up, (laughs) to which he attributes Burndy's.
1: (laughs) right. Yes. Yes, Bob. You've just been served a meal at Burndy's.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Find Burndy's on Facebook. Uh, Number two, when Anne was refusing to name her favorite person she met and was just listing the people she met, Christy stopped her and said, quote, And are you just naming nuts now? (laughs) Too loud and too specific, says Bob. Yes, Christy was on fire Mm -hmm. on the Friday show. Bob writes, C-Wise, once again, for your stealth and not so stealth humor. Thanks, guys. Had some serious FOMO, but this was great to hear you recap what sounds like a fun time. And yes, it was. So thank you, Bob. It's always good to hear from
0: you. Oh, we wish you were there, Bob.
2: Yeah, that would be... Whew. Maybe we can get the live show. Maybe we need a 10 near Philadelphia to... Uh, or in that side of Pennsylvania to to win the TBTL challenge so that we can get like a live accordion playing by Bob as part of the entertainment. <laughs> right.
0: Oh my goodness. And some contra dancing demonstrations.
2: Oh, yep. We got to get on this. Some 10. We're still looking for a city to throw our weight behind. Maybe Philly is it.
0: I was also thinking I have not cleared this with you guys at all. I was thinking another really good candidate to uh, receive the, the weight in favor of the, the LRB vote might be Lauren Costelli. Let's get that mm-hmm. show down in Jacksonville because she has not been able to come to a live show, but she was all in. On this anniversary stuff. I mean, she had the delightful phone call that we'll talk about, and she was all over the Stens page chatting it up, and she's always such a TBTL booster. I would love if we could get her to a show.
1: I'm just afraid that I can't attend that because I may still be wanted in Florida for theft of a van (laughs) in the late 80s, early 90s. I can't pinpoint the time exactly right now.
0: Don't you think that Statute of Limitations has run out on that by now? I I don't know. I can't be entirely sure.
2: I love that idea. As I wrote on Facebook, Lauren is a
0: national treasure. She is. Uh,
2: And maybe like the first one, not one of the sequels. Those are terrible. But uh,
0: (laughs) Come on, the first one was pretty terrible, too. (laughs)
2: Yeah, it's true. They're all pretty bad. Lauren, you're better than national treasure. Uh, And I've always wanted to run through the street naked with a samurai sword. And I feel like Jacksonville's a good city for that.
0: I'm learning a lot.
1: Samurai swords too heavy for me. I'm a Katana guy.
0: <laughs> I could do it. The good pair of nunchucks.
1: I mean, I can't even lift my, lift my, uh, toothbrush. So how am I going to lift a samurai sword? I need a, the samurai quip of the samurai sword, something designed by Apple.
2: <sighs> oh God. All right. Um, And let's take this out of order. Before we do the call us plea, can you tell us a little bit about how much you loved Seattle so much so that you
0: concocted snow so you wouldn't have to leave? I did. I just couldn't bear to leave. Seattle didn't want to let me go or Minneapolis didn't want to get me back, whichever the two of those were. So um, I was scheduled to leave on Monday and it was all good. You and I went and had breakfast and Kind of did some LRB planning and looped everybody into the chat and got that. And then we went and stalked Barry at Broadcast Coffee. And he was yeah, very hey, nice. <laughs> he, he took our finding him without
2: notifying him first very well.
0: And I was so embarrassed by this whole thing that um, you went up and you were like, Hey, I'm Bobby Pape. And I was standing 20 feet away pretending to be really interested in the plants. <laughs> because. <laughs> And then once he was like, oh, hey, then you waved me over and I very uh, shyly went over and said hello. But that was fun. And then we went and had lunch with Will, the pilot, and you dropped me at the airport a couple of hours early. And I went through and I checked my bag and I went through security and I found my gate. And then I got a notification from Alaska Airlines that's like, your flight's been canceled. Um, So I went to the Alaska Airlines counter and they're like, yeah, it's 12 to 15 inches of snow moving into the Twin Cities. And so Mm. we rebooked you on a flight for Wednesday. And I had that moment where my brain just sort of couldn't process anything. And I was just thinking, but I have a meeting tomorrow morning. I can't, I have, I can't, how, and I said, well, what are my options besides waiting two days? And she said, well, some people are choosing to rebook into Chicago and then rent cars and drive up to the Twin Cities that way. And I was like, um, I, I guess I'll, I'll do that. And then I called my Along boss. Along with I, John
1: Candy and Steve Martin.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then I called my boss to let her know that I wasn't going to make these meetings that I needed to be at. And I told her this tentative plan. And She's like, Ann, I don't think that's a very good idea. The weather is terrible. And weather sweeps through the Twin Cities and then down into Chicago. So I'd be driving right into the storm. And I was like, "Um, okay, I'll have to rethink that. So then I opened up our large group Facebook chat that we've had. And I just typed my flight is canceled. I don't know what to do. And immediately Phyllis starts tagging people into the conversation to make sure they know what's going on. She's like, Christy, Jeremy, Dana, Will. She's like, Ann, you can stay with me. My house is a disaster, but I'm happy to have you here. And then Christy's like, oh no, Anne, you can stay with me. And Dana's like, Anne, you can stay with me. I could take a sick day tomorrow. <laughs> And I got super overwhelmed because I'm just not used to asking for help. I was taught never, ever, ever to ask for help growing up. Or if you ever inconvenience people or make them go out of their way or put your needs on them, then they're not going to like me. And so... Jeremy started
1: a GoFundMe campaign (laughs) for the
0: two days. Yeah, I... I feel like you may know a little bit about this, Mike. You may understand where yes, I'm coming from on this. And then Will got on the chat and he said, Bobby, go back to the airport and get her and take her to my house. We're not here tonight because we got a thing, but I'll leave you the key. Get her in and get settled. And I cried because I was so grateful. Oh. And then, uh, Bobby, you came to the airport and you got out of the car and you said, I have a Diet Coke waiting for you. <laughs> and then I cried again. <laughs> <laughs> And so I stayed with Will and, you know, I never even met his wife, Nikki, before. So I was like, hi, I'm this internet rando coming to stay at Uh your house. But she was so nice and gracious about it. And it was so appreciated. Oh, Will
1: meets a lot of ladies on the internet and they always (laughs) come over.
0: Yep. And then the next day I went up to the city and I dropped my suitcase off with Christy and just hung out in the city and I went back to Pike's Pike Place Market for the afternoon. You know, it's a lot less crowded on a Tuesday in January great. Yeah. than when I went on a Friday in August. <laughs> and uh, then we went to dinner and then Phyllis got us on the list to go see this show that she produces that she, I think she's mentioned before on LRB that's called Salon of Shame, which it consists of people... Uh, getting on stage and reading the most embarrassing parts of their teenage diaries. And I don't remember the last time I've laughed so hard and I've wanted to go see this show for a long time, but obviously uh, I'm not in Seattle when she's doing them. So the fact that my flight got canceled meant that I actually got a chance to see that. So it really worked out very well. And then I stayed with Christy and Jeremy that night and they took me down to catch the light rail in the morning and I made the Wednesday flight. So it was very stressful, not bad stressful, you know, but still stressful. And, uh, it's not like I was stuck in Rwanda with no money and no right. passport or anything, right? It's Seattle. I could figure out what to do, but just the fact that everybody stepped up and said, we care about you. We're going to take care of you. That really meant a lot to me. And Oh, see, I got the tissues cause I knew I was going to get upset. What but, do you mean? <laughs> I know. Nobody even sent me any blow-up dolls. Um, Not yet. <laughs> but I still have them. I need a different kind than the ones that you got. Um, yeah. But it, it, at least on a small scale, it means that what Jen was doing really has worked, this mm-hmm. solving global loneliness, because this was the first time that anything like this ever happened to me and people really stood up for me and I appreciated it.
1: That's a lot sweeter story than my flight cancellation story. I was in Louisville about, I don't know, 10 years ago now, maybe more. And my flight was canceled and it turned out I was going to have to stay one more night in Louisville. And they gave me a voucher for a hotel. So instead of just checking back into the hotel that I'd been staying in, which was fine. Um, I went to this place was called the Executive Inn, and I thought, "Oh, the Executive Inn, this will be this is it's going to be fine." Place was was something like um, it was like a a hotel from a horror movie. Like it was not only disgusting but creepy. So i I actually did end up going back to I think the uh, La Quinta that I'd been staying in, and just just charging it to my company. Um, But I thought at the time, like, how are you as an airline? How how has nobody gone to this hotel and just said we cannot send our customers to this hotel. We we should we should just give them a, a jigger of scotch and two sleeping pills and direct them to the to the gate area instead of sending them to this hotel.
0: Nobody checked so out murder I, inn.
1: I'm jealous of your <laughs> of your experience. I should if I'd known Phyllis I should have said, "Phyllis, I'm stuck in Louisville for another night. Help." <laughs>
2: Mike, the internet tells me that the executive Inn closed for good, and it was a tearful goodbye for the people who lived and worked there. Because um, they burned
1: it while they were inside.
2: <laughs> maybe not lived. Lived. Hopefully, nobody lived. Although it does sound like the place. Maybe some people lived. But oh, I'm trying to find a closing Oof. date. There are some videos of it from from 2008.
1: I'd pay uh, to watch the watch <laughs> it burn.
2: Those are police evidence videos, Bobby. <laughs> I've been redirected to a Crown Plaza link that looks perfectly pleasant. Um, and the blow up doll we're gonna get you is the automatic pilot from airplane. It'll get okay. you home through any weather. Great, I appreciate that. Uh, and in in the interest of full disclosure, this was a rare moment when all this was going down. When I was not following the group chat, I was at a uh coffee shop that I won't name with Mike on <laughs> in period. <Burien. laughs> With my head down at some work, and my phone starts to ring. Nobody calls me except work people, and it's Will. And I pick up the phone, and he just says, And stuck at the airport, look at the chat. <laughs> and I did. And then that was great. And you gave me a rescue mission. It gave me a, an amazing break from working at a Starbucks and beer, and I was so glad to <laughs> have <Damn>, the distraction.
0: <laughs> the chat works fast.
2: Yeah, here you are feeling bad that I'm driving around. I'm like, Fuck yeah, this is great. <laughs> Give me something to do.
0: You went to the airport three times that day.
2: It's a nice airport. (laughs) Uh, All right. We've got uh, some more news. A new show update. Um, Challenges have been launched. The gauntlet has been thrown down on both sides. Somehow this has turned into a group thing that I'm involved in. I'm not sure how (laughs) that happened.
1: I'm not going to do this alone. Are you kidding me? (laughs)
2: Uh, Anne has challenged Mike to watch what has become eight,
0: mm-hmm.
2: eight episodes of mm-hmm. the poorly named TV show, My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend.
0: Terrible name. Yeah. I uh, mean,
1: it's apt because she is crazy. Oh, she's terrible and she an she's crazy.
2: Mm-hmm. No spoilers, guys. I have not watched a single episode. No, yet. no, no
1: spoilers. I power watched it on, uh, on Friday, I think. Friday. Yes.
2: So Mike has watched his episodes. I also need to watch eight episodes episodes of this show this show that is on the CW yes so it's just a rare break from supernatural reruns
0: uh or or other superhero themed shows you could watch yeah. the mm-hmm. flash or arrow or the one that has a lot of superheroes or the supergirl I mean it's basically the only non non superhero non supernatural show on the entire network
2: CW is playing the um, the AAA plumbing angle on this. If you search for TV shows with Super, yes. you're just going to land mm-hmm. on the CW. Mm-hmm. You're going to open that section to the yellow pages for TV, and CW just owns pages and pages of Super. Um, I'm going to watch that. We're going to talk about it. And and Mike's challenge back to you, which now for some reason includes Meredith. You ladies are going to watch the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And tell us about your experience watching it. Now, you've seen football games before. I know Meredith has, too. But you're going to actually process. You're going to, with with full attention, it's not going to be eating snacks and watching the commercials and maybe catching some football. You're actually going to watch the Super Bowl from tip to tail and tell us about it.
0: Yes, I'm going to eat the entire buffalo this time. (laughs) I'm really very worried at this point, though, about snacks. I'm thinking of getting who makes the tortilla chips that have the green guacamole powder on them, because I might get those.
1: Hmm. I know H-E-B makes a version. Of, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, no, it's not a guacamole. It's a hal- just a jalapeno dusting.
2: Mm. One of my confessions is that I'm not a big guac fan, so hmm. i not go out of my way. For- I know. It's weird, right? I, I don't know why. I like avocado, but I don't like the raw onion element that overpowers yeah, a gotcha. lot of guac. Anyway, we're going to be doing that. We're going to be talking about it. It's going to be the first installment of the LRB Pop Culture Challenge. Keep an eye on this feed soon for us to uh, see if we won one another over Green Eggs and Ham Style on football or CW singing music shows.
0: I mean, I'm really just watching for Justin Timberlake at this point. Right. And see, I said the halftime show.
2: Could be
1: nipples. You never know. Last time he was there, we got (laughs) nipples.
2: Uh, I was saying it doesn't really count, the halftime show. I feel like that's a reprieve from the actual football watching. But
1: For Ann, it is. Singing? I mean, that's a treat for her.
2: While you're watching the halftime show, just remember that a bunch of highly trained, testosterone-flooded athletes who usually wait on the sidelines for 10 or 15 minutes to get into the second half have to wait more like an hour. And it's like Mm -hmm. a pitcher and a rain delay. So at the beginning of the second half, wait to see who fell apart during the break.
0: Right. Awesome.
2: Yep. One last thing. We're asking you to call us with your reason why TBTL is still here after 10 years. You tell us why this thing hasn't fallen off the rails yet. Um, Why it hasn't come crashing down. In your experience, what's made it worthwhile? And we want one reason. We don't want some rambling, long, tear-filled thing about why TBTL is so great. We want one reason. (laughs) Leave the tears
0: to me and Mike. Thank you very much. That's
2: right. We can get enough crybabies on this show. Leave those voicemails at 802-432-TBTL. 802-432-8285. Tell us why. One reason. You are one. Why? And with that, let's finally get into our Week in Review, which
0: you are going... you skip the jam trackers.
2: Oh, my God. I didn't mean to. It's because we got so excited about other things. We have a lot of jam tracker news. <laughs> uh, listener Bet. Hess. Julie. You guys all made gifts to us, contributions, support. I want to be careful what language we use because they're not tax deductible. You (laughs) got us out of some jams, and we greatly appreciate it. Uh, As we mentioned recently, we threw a lot of our jam money at the party at Optimism. We pre-bought a lot of beers to make sure that we could have a table, and we're really glad we did. But uh, the jam fund is a little low, and you never know when one of us is going to get into a jam. So we appreciate you helping us replenish it. Um, Seriously, that was more than a couple jams. Thank you, mm-hmm. Bet Julie. Thank you. Um, that's Bet uh, uh Hess to Julie Perez, Flake Forest Park, Washington. Um, you guys are the best. And I believe I commented or saw a comment from Hess that she wants to fly to Boston for an event that we'll talk about a little bit more later. Um, also, thank you to listener Amelia, who we met uh, in Seattle. I believe who reads who was sporting homemade 10 and 11 buttons for her and her 11 Uh, classic denim vest buttons. Mike, you, you have a moment.
1: Oh yeah. My denim vest is decorated with such buttons.
2: (laughs) The kind of button you would wear on your backpack or on your shirt to look cool. And when she posted them to the Stens page and people wanted them, she said, Oh sure. Absolutely. Just make a gift to LRB and I'll send you a button. That's Mike, so cool. this is your dream. We got other people doing our work for us.
1: Oh, I know. I mean, I, I creamed my cargos when when I heard about this <laughs> Whoa. opportunity.
2: Whoa. Why? Sorry, Amelia, that your generosity has been met with such crude response. Uh, but thank you to those of you who made gifts uh, tied to buttons: uh, Lynn, Kalina. And I suspect there'll be more coming. And Amelia, thank you so much for your generosity. I may make a gift to the L.A.B. Jam Fund just to get one of these funds. Well,
1: I hear you have $40 lying around.
2: You're really not going to let it go, are you?
1: <laughs> I didn't have a chance
2: on we have, Friday. We haven't even talked about it yet. We'll get there. But uh, thank you, guys. And uh, find out more about you know making those uh, contributions at com. Now... <laughs> They should have had us do a twenty-four hour show. We could have just done nothing but housekeeping and LRB business <clears throat> for twenty-four hours.
1: We've we've just basically been avoiding recapping this week.
0: Well, there's not really a lot to talk about, so we got a pad. Yeah. Right.
2: <sighs> so, as you know, guys, this was a week of two and a half hour shows. The first half of the twenty-four hour marathon. We're gonna, at least I took pretty thin notes, and uh, we'll see where they take us. Starting with Monday, twenty-five fifty-nine unnecessarily weird unnecessarily early i'd like to start with a complaint that because they didn't number the evergreen show that aired on friday the week before the numbering has now been thrown off for all eternity by one <laughs> uh, the guys are in the butler executive sprinter van on route to bellingham andrews first appearance on the 24 hour marathon is him singing amazing grace <laughs> good choice Figure he's setting the bar low for the next 24 hours. Um, Engineer Corey is along for the first stretch of the ride, crawling between seats, getting the levels all set, everything squared away. And Luke's first thought is that this $100,000 van is the most expensive vehicle he's ever been in for a ride, um, including the time he test drove a Tesla.
1: I want to say that um, this, this Corey fellow, I mean, he did a really terrific job. Mm-hmm. They yeah they got through this whole thing with very little technical difficulty. I mean, driving through the past, of course, you know, that, that's right. not going to work. But almost everything else worked relatively well all the time.
0: Yeah. I mean, they made this whole thing successful by having two professional people, the engineer and the driver. Mm-hmm. And without those two roles, uh, this would have gone down in flames very early, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The
2: drivers were so game, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think maybe for them, just because it was a nice break from driving around a bachelorette party or something, like it was just something right. different they could enjoy?
1: <laughs> right.
2: Um, yeah, if I ever needed an executive sprinter van in the greater Seattle area, I will definitely call Butler Transportation or mm-hmm. whatever it is.
1: I think the senior driver gets to gets to um, vet his rides. Like, are there woo, woo girls on this one? No? Okay, I'll take it.
2: So, they start by going through their supplies for the trip. Andrew has brought his bag of farts, his Land Yeagers, in a mixture mm. of regular and spicy in one bag.
0: And he didn't think that maybe this might cause some problems down the line? I mean, you get some spicy sausages and you, you're not going to have a little intestinal distress at some point? Hey,
2: Andrew's Andrew... He's gonna Andrew. True. I
1: looked up uh Landjäger because I didn't know what it was, and it um says Landjäger is a semi dried sausage traditionally made in southern Germany, Austria, Switzerland, and Alsace. Uh it is popular as a snack food during activities such as hiking. Um hiking is an outdoor <laughs> activity. <laughs> I just want to point that out.
2: Outdoor. All I could think was uh you know, how appropriate to stink up the van right at the beginning. I don't know. It just it seemed fitting to me that it would just be. He also brought some crudité, Right. Some some crudita, <laughs> which we'll get into later. Um, but, you know, a bunch of guys going out on the town, dropping some Landy bombs. It's fine.
0: Sure. I just feel sorry for anybody that then has to come along later and get in the <laughs> mm-hmm. van.
2: Well, we have plenty of pity for them as their parts of the shows come up. For the top story, uh, a constraint that uh, a conceit rather that they didn't really hold on to for a lot of the episodes, but for this one they did technically call it a top story. Luke goes through his supplies, including a note from Carrie that he taped up in the van while everybody else was doing real work, so that he could have it to be inspired in the middle distance.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. And uh, a Keurig coffee maker, of course, <laughs> along with K pods or Play did as he called them, that he took from David from the basement's basement.
0: Of course, Uh, when you're riding around in a van for an entire day. Yeah, you bring some small electronics. Why not?
2: If only there was a place that you could get coffee in Seattle. That was the question. I know you had to be
0: prepared when you're in these coffee wastelands, coffee deserts.
2: How funny would it be if they had pulled that van up to one of the bikini baristas? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Andrew would have died. He would have turned into the guy in the Holy Grail. He just he would have turned into dust and melted away.
1: I never thought of that, but yeah, pulling in, pulling in in a higher vehicle. Like I think guys in pickups like to go to those places because you get even a better right view uh, of the, the action,
2: the creepy angle. Gross. <laughs> We've never first... been,
1: by the way, never never been tempted, but I would crane my neck every time I drove by.
2: Well, yeah, because it's a freebie. We, I mean, it, it I, your- I know I'm
1: too cheap to go to pay the premium to, to get some lady to show me her boobies.
2: Uh, it's it's not my style. It seems like you're, I don't know. This is why I've never been to a strip club either. Just you know, yeah, yeah the ROI on it just doesn't seem to work out to me.
1: No, it doesn't.
2: We do four phone calls in this episode when we throw open the lines, starting with the is it the Spicer sisters? I had a hard time hearing. Mm-hmm. The Spicer sisters, Leia and Mariah. Uh, who were a delight and got things off and rolling. I forget where they were. I didn't have it in my notes.
0: Mm, North Carolina? South Carolina? One of, One the, Carolinas. of the Carolinas.
2: the Carolinas. Carolina sisters. Two sisters, two states. It's fine. Uh, followed by a phone call from listener Joe, who's just coming back from a fish fry in Dayton, and his 11 Rachel's in the car, and she gets interrogated a
0: little bit as an 11 who gets stuck listening to TBTL. I do love these types of phone calls (laughs) where they get somebody on who's not exactly part of the joke or into the TBTL and they're sort of wheedling her and trying to uh, get her to commit a little bit to the show. Right. How can you say no to Luke, really?
2: It's a good strategy for TBTL to add listeners one at a time (laughs) by putting them on the phone with Luke. (laughs) Hey, it works. It works. Uh, then we get the revelation from Luke that he'd like to host a late-night call-in show, which shocks absolutely no one. I would listen to that all night long. Yeah. Mike, get Luke hosting a little coast-to-coast?
1: Uh, yeah, he'd be a bit better than George Nuri, but who isn't?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guys go down some Radio Days nostalgia, uh, and Luke reminds us that this is the 10th anniversary of trying to write his memoir, or at least the boiler for his memoir. Um, Mike you're the only other person on the line I think who's tried to write his life story down so maybe you can commiserate a little bit
1: well I did and <clears throat> I sent him um so i I will never give him advice on TbtL but I sent him some unsolicited advice on the the memoir writing i I said something to the effect of um i am a, I am a pretty good writer and a, not a great storyteller uh and I can tell that Writing sort of pains you, but you're a great storyteller. Maybe you you take um, the your monologues from Livewire because they're always pretty great, mm-hmm. and and you know isolate those and see how you can cobble that together as a book. Because um, you know then you're not writing anymore; you're just putting your stories down on paper. So that was that was my advice to him, and he took it graciously. Unlike when I tried to give him advice on. It.
2: well i mean tightening up your best stories and putting them in short you know easy to digest blurbs and putting that together as a book i mean that was a that was a note of success for your father-in-law
1: absolutely yep
2: yeah so i'm working my way through his book now yeah
1: those stories are great yeah i read the
2: prom night story first that was pretty good
1: yeah emily's prom night it's 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 so great
2: On to Bellingham talk. There's talk of the store deals only, which exclusively is a clearinghouse for stuff that falls off the back of trucks. I believe we've discussed these kinds of stores on the show before, because right here in Pawtucket, we have a store called the Little Bit of Everything store, which is the exact same vibe.
1: When you've got a little bit of everything, you've got a whole lot of nothing.
2: Yeah, exactly. But uh, it's all priced to move. That's the exciting part there. You never know what you're going to find.
0: I don't actually think that that's their marketing slogan, Mike. You got a whole <laughs> lot of nothing.
1: It's it's like it's like they say you'll find this out when you watch the Super Bowl. And if if you have uh, two quarterbacks or three quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. <laughs> yep.
2: There's a regional store in the Northeast called Ocean State Job Lot, which anyone from this area will be buzzing now. It's a it's a closeouts kind of place. Uh, But a little bit more robust, and there's many, many locations. And their literal slogan is the home of adventure shopping.
1: Hmm. If if I open one of those places, I think my slogan would be, get this shit out of here. (laughs) (laughs)
2: The guys also talk about a house that's being built with a giant clock tower on it that's been a growing eyesore and concern for Bellinghamians. I don't know what the demonin for Bellingham is Bellingham is, but uh, Bellinghamians. Just a big back to the future fan, or what who's who's yeah, the, building the clock tower house? The clock tower is set to the time in Back to the Future. Apparently it's builders who just have a lot of extra supplies and they're putting them to use by building a monstrosity in Bellingham.
1: They'll set it to the time when when real estate values started to Depressed again.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The owners of the house are so excited that they're getting close to finishing, although it sounds like the kind of job that's never actually finished. but They want to throw a pierogi party for everyone in town when it's done.
1: I'd go to that, no matter how much I hated the place. Free food. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the ROI is good on that. Then the guys get into a Minecraft conversation, which was the first time during this 24 hours that I almost fell asleep. (laughs) Um. And I noted that at this point, they were nearly two hours into the first episode, and it was mostly solo talk. They took a couple of quick phone calls, but they hadn't had any guests in yet. They're just doing their thing. This could have been an average Monday edition of TBTL.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, Then we get into fun times, complete with the party horn drop. uh, And they have a little casino strategy conversation, wherein Luke tells the story of the time he almost lost $7,000 under Kev's car seat. Your stun silence. Sort of a magic
1: number. The $7,000. Every time he comes into $7,000, he immediately tries to liquidate it somehow.
2: (laughs) Two more phone calls. We get listener Ryan who manages the, the tens fantasy football league. Luke says that he'd pay more attention to the league. If there was money on the
0: line. Of course he would. Oh,
1: let's take his money. Please (laughs) Ryan, let's take his money as someone who almost who wins or almost wins this league every year. I would love to take Luke's money.
2: Absolutely. Um, then we get a call from Maddie, which is great, and we're thrilled to hear from her. Mm-hmm. But Maddie, you took a back seat to August, mm-hmm. who came on to give the guys a tutorial on Minecraft, which was actually a <laughs> Minecraft conversation I enjoyed listening to.
0: I know. I learned the difference between uh, survival mode and creative mode.
2: Yep. Yeah, I'm going to stick around in creative mode. I don't think I've got the chops for survival mode.
0: No, probably not. So delightful. Do you, do you just
1: die quickly and have, then have to create another character? Is that,
0: yeah. Assholes yeah, I gotta come start over. Kill yep. Ugh. But Maddie I is a Wagoneer, and I chat with her sometimes, and she's great. And so, congratulations on having an adorable child who is named August, not Austin.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> we'll get into that again later. Uh, congratulations on raising a child who's already more interesting than our regular hosts of TBT. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right on to tuesday twenty-five sixty, which should have been the number for monday and bobby's really upset about that it's just gonna uh, complicate things
2: that there was a nice even five and five
0: set uh anyway i know, you I know. it can't really can't be the throws only off, one upset about it it throws off the spreadsheet is what it really does exactly yeah.
1: all right it's called the uh, this show's called the apology district and uh, if the if that is where you go to apologize for the long ass show, um, then uh, then we're in the right place because this show <laughs> when I saw the running time, I I, I shit my jorts. Um, so <laughs> had you
0: somehow missed that this was the plan? Twenty four hours I, cut you know, into ten shows.
1: You know what I what I thought they were going to do was I thought that they were going to be live streaming the whole time, but that they would within that context put together ten. You know, um, oh. tight, coherent, themed, guested shows. <laughs> oh, that's Mike, that's so happened. cute of you. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Mike thought he was listening <laughs> to the This American Life marathon.
1: Instead, it was 10, two and a half hour shows. And then if you fell asleep during the show, you can never get American Pie out of your mind ever again. So. Okay, on to the, I took extensive notes of only to stay awake. So, uh, Bellingham, they're in Bellingham. Luke goes in to pee and Andrew, for some reason, doesn't. As a guy who has a lot of anxiety, um, I don't understand why he didn't take every chance.
0: You always take the opportunity. Always, 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 always. Even if you don't think you have to pee, you go and at least sit your ass down on the seat.
1: Even if dust comes out. Uh, you you know you made the effort. You know you you're not like twenty miles down the road going. Oh man, oh boy. If dust comes, comes out, deep.
0: I actually suggest that maybe you call the doctor.
1: Well, yeah, you get John the driver to take you to the emergency room.
2: He probably just passed one. He saw it.
1: Um, <laughs> down to fuck Burbank and Carrie join the Mike. journey. sorry, David from the basement. DFTB. <laughs> ask for a better
2: nickname.
1: <laughs> it, I know. Come on. If you're gonna have, if you're gonna be a Burbank with a nickname, that's a great one to have. He's single, single man. So yeah. Um, they join. Uh, Carrie helped Luke sleep in very sweetly by keeping the dog from running around on the hardwood floors. And also, if you have wheelchair ramps, dogs going up and down around the house really, really. Uh, is noisy but uh, it was sweet of her to do that and Luke was able to sleep in um there's a discussion of of Alice's restaurant and they play some of that song and boy that that really triggers me any kind of any kind of stuff like uh, that gets that public radio laughter you know like capital steps laughter mm-hmm. 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 that stuff that stuff triggers me i i hate being white when i listen to these things <laughs> it's the only time i really really regret being white uh, lauren calls in and uh, there's a discussion of janitorial supplies luke seems very interested in in her business
2: um we need to get lauren back on the show soon because i feel like there's a high prank potential when you have access to all sorts of janitorial supplies
1: <laughs> right right i might um my best friend from college. His dad ran a janitorial supply business, and and uh, and yeah, I mean, having access to all that stuff did up our prank game. Because a thousand, because you know we need to test and see if there are a thousand sheets, right? Without, I mean, a thousand uh, squares on this. So let's let's uh, let's toss it over and over over a uh, a neighboring fraternity. So to just I mean, how make, else are you going to find
0: count. out? You could
2: really frisbee whip one of those giant rolls too. I mean, this is not amateur hour with the regular size TP roll. You get some distance with the weight of those big ones.
1: I know you get your the strongest guy and just you know muscle that thing over. There's more discussion of um, just deals. I'm not familiar with just deals, so, but I I can only imagine I've been in its equivalent. Um, I can't think of the name of the one around here, Bobby. You go to you go to one. You go to one of those places, uh Savers or something? Is that the
2: Well, I think no. So I... deal it's deals only. Deals only Northwest. Just I just tried to Google Just Deals and I typed wrong and it said Jesus Deals Bellingham and it tried to <laughs> save my soul. Ooh. Deals only NW Deals Only Bellingham has two and a half stars on Yelp. Uh-oh, uh that's terrible. Deals only Northwest close out wholesale liquidators food closeouts. Deals only, we have the deals.
0: Mm-hmm. A place just... like Savers, that's more like Goodwill, where people donate and then they sell that shit. Oh, okay, right.
1: okay. Just now, Deals is where the they... I one of those yeah. ones. Yeah,
0: yeah. And Just Deals picks up the shit off the side of the road to sell. There's no provenance <laughs> <Sure>. to it.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. uh, the deals only is only a block away from Trader Joe's, so you're really upstairs downstairs in Bellingham, right there.
1: <laughs> so Lauren has been. Uh... Power puttering, trying to get through. And we're glad she did because she's always great. Mm -hmm. Um, Luke checks in on Andrew's well-being. Andrew says he's a little cramped. Um, I guess he's admitting to what David said and kept having to apologize for (laughs) the rest of the time he was in there. That, you know, for a, a big man, being trapped in a van for a long period of time is a little bit.
2: A little bit rough. It was at that time that Andrew unfollowed Butler Seattle on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's his strategy. Um, Carrie brings a box on board for Luke to open up with thoughtful little items for the journey. The first being some sort of an episode countdown um, calendar or something. See, here's, here's the thing. Um, Had this show been less than an hour and a half, when I, when something I didn't hear right or I wasn't paying enough attention, I'll gladly rewind 15, 20, 30 seconds to figure it out. Um, If the show, if the show's less than an hour long, I'll even listen to a quip commercial. But when the show is more than two hours long, even if I don't understand my note or I'm not able to, to really, I'm not going back. I'm not going back for any period of time. So I'm not sure what this episode countdown thing was. I'm sure it was very sweet and nice. Right. They either one of you an idea of this? You thing?
0: can't reverse up the rapids. You just got to let the current no. take you in these shows. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Because I'm already, I'm already, you know, looking at the countdown clock going, oh, man, I, I can't eat lunch for another hour and 45 minutes. Oh, this is ridiculous. Um, Let's see. um. There are body fresheners, homemade body fresheners that she does. Um, there are some breath strips, which is probably a good idea. There's a whoopee cushion, which they get even more mileage out of than any of this other stuff. Origel, mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about that. Why she thought that uh, gel might be needed. Um, maybe down to fuck could been has been a little too like. active in his love life. What? What? Um. And then a, a bad parking picture to, to wake wake Andrew up if he needs it because he gets a lot of rage over <laughs> parking issues. And for Luke, he got a picture of Rudy's fur all over the floor, which I can see that because I, I sweep this house every day or every other day. And, um, you know, it's just sometimes the fur gets to me. I, I, I'm not going to lie. There's uh, air fresheners. Unveiled and some pixie sticks for a quick uh, sugar pickup, and a uh, magic eight ball if the guys are ever <laughs> running out of ideas
2: or drugs
1: or, or need some answers.
0: Well, and I thought this uh, but, was especially thoughtful of Carrie with the pixie sticks because she took the time to think what could not be heard on mic that they could eat. That's true. That's true. Um when they when they first
1: got out the Magic Eight Ball, I think Luke said it oh and an eight ball. And I said, Yeah, that would be really helpful if you'd
2: staying really... up for twenty four hours would be no problem.
1: <laughs> if you're really in a ditch, there's <laughs> an eight ball. But uh, it just turns ask, out it was a magic eight ball.
2: Just ask John if you can borrow the keys to the van for a minute. You'd be fine.
1: Yeah. Um there are some cap guns which Andrew like seems to seriously say he's not allowed to play with even though he had a squirt gun that looked like an Uzi or something and also and because he's, he's a
2: 41 year old man
1: yeah i would suggest not playing with any kind of toy guns in this day and age people yeah people love to shoot other people let's just say that and if you don't if you're not the if you're if you don't have the firepower don't get into the battle <clears throat> all right uh i think her name was Annie from New nope. Hampshire again. It was I,
2: Danny I, I from in. New Hampshire. Danny, what's Danny up, girl?
1: Danny from New Hampshire. Hi, Danny. Danny's is um, our new best friend. Danny from uh, New Hampshire checks in, and in the context of a call, we find out that Bobby pocketed forty dollars from the uh, <laughs> uh, Boston meetup uh, a while back. Um,
2: this was a while ago. This was we had a meetup at uh, RFO Sullivan's, which we went to specifically because.
1: That sounds made up. I mean, a Boston bar, RFO Sullivan's. Come on now.
2: Uh, it's a bar that Andrew used to like when he lived in Boston, in the Boston area. because he, Is that where you got
1: the Chinese burger? Or the whatever?
2: Chinatown burger. There Forget it, Veeves. I say Oriental Chinatown. burger. Chinatown.
1: <laughs> I'm racist.
2: It's actually just a rug between two buns. <laughs> the side of ramen noodles. So, yes, Hot mustard. we went there because it was a uh, a an Andrew Walsh landmark. A bunch of people came, and then being tens, the check comes, and we all throw our cash into the middle of the table and realize that even after... A- well,
1: most of the tens threw cash in the middle of the table. One of the tens took cash from the middle of the table.
2: <laughs> I started by throwing cash into the middle of the table with everyone else. Oh, okay,
1: else. okay. Well, she didn't tell us that right. part.
2: And then... We looked at the check and we looked at the amount of money that had been raised to pay the check. And even after an extremely generous tip, there was about $40 left. And I looked at everyone and said, what are we going to do? Everybody take a few dollars back. And everyone said, no, 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 you just take it. And the next time we'll use it. And somehow, I think because I had helped organize the event, I was anointed the treasurer of this Mm -hmm. little outing. And so everyone insisted.
0: And
1: somehow you've avoided prison from this
0: (laughs) yeah i mean really that's a great return on investment bobby you put in 20 and you got 40
1: (laughs) you and the buffalo (laughs) university president have avoided prison after stealing from people
2: oh it was the uh vice president for student affairs thank you and um sorry no 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 please it's my favorite story the outrage from this is going to be delightful uh, but no, so I still have this $40, and you'll all be glad to know that Boss Tens, we've already started talking about getting together in a couple of weeks, and the first round of drinks or food or whatever is on me, based on that $40 that Well, I'm I glad did.
1: you still have it. Otherwise, you would have broken into a cold sweat when they talk about another get-together, and you'd have to walk in with your pockets <laughs> pulled out.
2: My plan is to throw a stack of dimes meetup up the day before and bank on everyone being really generous.
1: <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm done torturing Bobby over this. Um, let's get down to the real issue. Danny has a, just arrived in Seattle. It's very late, and she got on some uh, on Grubhub and ordered some pizza coming to her hotel room. Now, Anne has an issue with this because you should have planned better and not be hungry when you landed late night in Seattle and checked into your hotel. So, you've got a problem, Danny. Unless Sorry, that person Danny. brings, unless that unless that person brings napkins with that pizza, um you might have to use a towel.
2: Or like me, maybe Danny has an IKEA Ziploc bag with like half a dozen paper towels folded in half enough. Mm-hmm.
1: I Danny, don't if you're Wagoner. We no.
0: need we need
1: to we need to hear. We need to hear what happened. How did you? How did you um, keep your hands clean during this uh, pizza experience?
0: Listen, pizza is a food that comes with a handle. You hold onto it by the crust. But your face—you get sauce on your face because you're five.
1: Oh come on! I'm a I'm a big man with a tiny mouth, and I get. Little sauce little sauce uh in the old soup strainer and on the lips and no. uh you know, gotta wipe it down with some hotel washcloths.
0: Pizza comes down to a point, so you can easily guide it in to your pizza hole.
1: Mm. All right. Well we need to hear, Danny. Um is is Anne still alone on her island? Um,
0: you keep insisting that everybody else agrees with you and, without ever having any evidence that that is the case. And I, many I mean, tens, I sh- many tens oh, of forward. many tens. OK, uh, Donald Trump, many people have Whoa. said.
1: Emily is very much. Oh, many people.
0: Of- yep. Alex Jones told me many people.
1: <laughs> well, for do you not all have a problem with Danny right off the bat for for not. For being so irresponsible as to being hungry after midnight in a hotel room.
0: I do. I love Danny, but I'm disappointed in her.
2: <laughs> all right, all right. Jen really okay. is <laughs> the Ann of TBTL. I feel I'm... like I could hear Jen take all of. This.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess I'm getting to the to the end of the part of this uh, episode where I take issue with both uh, with both of my co-hosts. <laughs>
2: Mike, hurry up and get through this before you start crying.
1: Okay, uh, Coast to Coast uh, music is requested by a listener and and it is played and it is a nice little, um, it's nice to go mm-hmm. under their talking. It sort of breaks up yeah. the show. I'm generally not a fan of shows that play music beds under talking segments all the time, but um, when you're going to... Have a Leviathan of a show like this, then let's yeah, little audio spackle never hurts. Uh, DTFB updates everyone on the New Zealand plan. Um, Luke uh, apparently doesn't think that Walter was very funny when he was younger, um, but David says that uh, farting Walter is very funny. He's very free with his farts as he's gotten older, as as are we all. Um, and the, he admits that he was a surprise child, and they they tell the story of when um Susie's pregnancy with David was announced um it was tearful, and the <clears throat> Susie was tearful, and the girls were pretty upset um because already the family was on a shoestring budget, and they were like, We can't afford another
2: kid.' <laughs>
1: I he stay, he takes it well. I know I was a I was a surprise baby because my parents hated each other by the time I came along. So it must have been some uh some drunken uh, hate sex that led to me. So uh I can identify with with part of the story, you know, being sort of unwanted. So it it does kind of put the burden on you to be kind of a well-behaved child. You know, because <laughs> you never you never want to hear them say the truth to you. <laughs> Like we never even wanted you and now you're all oh, what a little asshole you are, you know.
2: You've really taken this um, personally. This has really gotten oh, well, to your yeah. core a little bit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that is part of the reason why I tried to be uh not not just seen and not heard, but not even seen or heard child. Alright, Buster. <laughs> uh Luke hates brew pub culture and shamed someone that they were out on a double date. With, and I love that story. The guy yeah. did everything but shave his beard during the <laughs> day. <laughs> Had he an electric razor, he probably would have ducked into the bathroom and, and shaved it. Andrew explains his uh, the Castro cap. It's not a political statement. And he's fearing that Sean, when they pick him up, will also be wearing the, the Castro cap. I'll say that I'm generally not a fan of the Castro cap, but I think Andrew pulls it off.
0: I Pretty do, too. Well. I'm really happy that he got a new one. It just looks right.
1: Mm hmm. It looks good on him. Like I if I put one of those on, I think people would expect me to, you know, be a fisherman or something like I just stepped off a boat or wheeled off a boat in my case. Um, I, you know, when I go into my lieutenant Dan phase for real, I, I'll get, I guess I'll get one of those hats and go mm-hmm. shrimping or something.
2: Well What would play into your um, Jaws Halloween costume?
1: Yeah, it really would. And as a matter of fact, maybe I should get a Castro cap yeah. when I get ready to pull off that costume. Um, Luke is wearing a new Rainier's cap. I guess uh, some of his caps were stolen in the um, in the uh, car theft.
2: Yeah, the, the great laptop
1: heist of twenty eighteen. I wonder how much he got reimbursed for those moldy old hats that he was wearing.
2: The Rainier's cap looked um, good. It was a nice. Yeah. Thing oh cap. yeah.
1: Yeah, I like that cap. As someone who likes a good baseball cap, Rainier's uh, uh, memorabilia. Um, It's it's more of a uh, fashion unstructured adjustable cap. It's hard to find fitted cap these days, but um, the cap caps have gotten better. the The unfitted ones with a little bit of elastic or whatever they seem to be doing better these days. When back when I was a big baseball cap guy, I used to. Not collect them because I would wear them all, but I really looked down on adjustables because they had, they had the plastic thing in mm-hmm. the back and mm-hmm. some of those would like break off, you know, just ridiculous. People look so stupid in them and it, they came back as the trucker hat <laughs> phenomenon or whatever. And... I don't
0: understand this. The back of your head looks so stupid. Why do we care?
1: It does look stupid and it's it's cheap too. It says right. cheap. You didn't care enough about your head to buy a fitted cap. Um, I feel like it, I feel like it's really held Ashton Kutcher back. Since I I saw him on, um, he did a guest appearance, a guest week on on Shark Tank, and he's really smart. He's really smart, and those trucker hats um, had me thinking for years he was an idiot. So. <laughs>
0: Maybe also the fact that he usually plays characters that are idiots.
1: That's true. I think he just plays to his looks. Yeah, because he kind of looks like an idiot, so he's, he's just like, the okay, doofus. you want to pay me to be an idiot? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. We should just
2: have we should have LRB fitted hat day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, let's use that jam money, and then let's collect everyone's head size. Yeah. Um. Uh, Walter used to cut everyone's hair. In fact, he's still cutting hair. He cut David's hair recently. Um, they get a call from uh, someone in Edmonton. And.
2: Yeah, Stan. Oh boy, Stan in Edmonton, Alberta.
1: In something about dream catchers. I'm losing it here at this point. Um, uh, oh, this is the part where shirtless... I fell asleep, so. Yeah, I'm struggling here. <laughs> it's the part where I, I mentally tuned out. Well, I was listening um,
0: on the air, on the airplane and I was tired and stressed out and just um, going in and out. And, and like you said, I'm not backing up to re-listen to it. Can't do it. No. I think you just have to no, say it's no. Dreamcatcher and you get what you give.
1: Uh, yeah, someone is dreaming of a shirtless Luke hosting. Um, I think we can push that out of our minds. Andrew had a uh, had a uh, a stress dream about quality snuggling. I don't know any of this. I, okay, now I remember this part. When Luke snores, he makes sort of a puff sound, and he has. We've talked about this before. He has a snore weight, which he's below right now, which um, which is good. Carrie has dreams where she's murdered people, which is. I think she's just so nice in, in her daily life, that her subconscious has to do something about it to <laughs> balance the scales. So she's a murderer in her dreams. it
2: be fun until the um, day it crosses over.
1: There, uh, they talk about the dream fights. Carrie tries not; she tries not to be that lady that holds uh, dream fights against. Luke, there is a, lots of call-taking failure at this point. Sam in Salt Lake City is on for like half a second. Um, they they read a an email about a dream. Uh, Andrew tells then Andrew tells a a story about Fugazi outside outside the concert when everyone got a chance to meet this dude called Guy, and he was too cool for it. And he later signed his own autograph on something that, that had been signed for one of his friends. Oh, that was Wow, a that's an asshole move. move. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something I would have done at that age. And that's and I mean that in the worst possible way, Andrew. Uh, hearing loss is discussed. DTFB um, nods along at Starbucks. I have no idea what that means. And they drop carry off at the hotel. And we're done.
2: We did get a successful phone call, the second try, with Sarah from South Carolina toward the end. There.
1: No, oh, I must have. I'm a, I was sitting next to Anne with my head on her shoulder, just <laughs> drooling all over her blouse. Well,
0: <laughs> oh, that was you.
1: <laughs> yeah, That was me. At this point <laughs> in the show, you could have been anybody. You were so out of it.
2: Mike, your notes were a lot tighter, or they're a lot more involved than I would have possibly taken. We've just got to let some things pass on this week.
1: <laughs> I I understand. I there's just no way. I there was so little of consequence happening. I there was really no way to alert me to when it was happening. So I just kept taking notes on everything, even though it turns out I only remember about two thirds of yeah two thirds. Right. Of what it's happened. hard
0: sometimes. You don't know what's the important stuff until after it's passed. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you can't go back because it's over two hours. Right.
0: A couple of notes from Tuesday. I wanted to add. Lauren
2: says that the show should be called August and everything after, because of the phone call with August <laughs> that, at the end of Monday's show.
1: <laughs> and I thought, I thought if uh, if if uh, is it Maddie, the mom, mm-hmm. if they have another kid, that's you got your name right there. Everything after.
2: Everything after. Uh, and Andrew prefers cans to bottles for beer because yeah. they make less noise when he's taking the recycling out. <laughs>
0: Oh man, that's pretty great. <laughs> but they make more noise when you open them.
2: Well, but the shame isn't when you're opening them. The shame is when you're walking to the curb and your neighbors are all watching because it's yeah. Longford.
0: Oh, see, my shame is cracking them open at the office where everybody in the open environment is like, man's mm, mm-hmm. having a beer."
2: I'd be impressed <laughs> if Anne just had a. and you should just have a whole row of Diet Coke glass bottles in a fridge at your at your, in your <laughs> office. Uh, let's go to Wednesday, 2561, like drinking a ski Uh, we start the reminder that it is August, not Austin, despite the guys
0: calling August Austin. I don't know. Actually, Phyllis corrected them later in the week, which I yes. was happy to hear.
2: It's good. The guys are in the parking lot at the Mandarin Gate and Andrew's taking a break to wipe down with some X pads because he can already feel a pimple forming.
1: Now, that was a good idea to bring along the old... Because, you, you know, you, it's going to get humid in there. You know, you, you might get some pimples. Yeah.
2: And Camaro Kev has joined us for the next uh, longer than expected amount of rides. But this is the beginning of I, the Camaro Kev stack of dimes influence on the show.
1: I love... I just can't say enough how much I love it when he joins the show. Yep, I agree. He gets it. He's his own personality. Um, Luke actually respects him where somehow he... He seems to really disrespect Andrew in some ways.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: there's a, just a great dynamic with Camaro, Kev. I love it.
2: We get a driver switch. We're on to driver John, and we get a remembering. He's my
1: favorite driver. John is. We're making.
2: ranking them now. I think we gotta wait until the end of next week to rank them all. Okay. <laughs> True. Uh, we get some conversation about the George Brett tape, which gets played later. In the week, right? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: It does get played on the Thursday. So
2: more on that to come. But the guys, you know, this is an uh, an early bonding point for these two, for Luke and Camaro Kev, the George tape, which is one of my favorite things in the world, too. Uh, There's conversation about ordering technique at Jack in the Box. That's going to come back later, unfortunately, to haunt them. Um We get some conversation about YouTube stars and their respective hairlines. I completely had no idea what the hell was going on at this point. I don't know anything about YouTube stars. I know it's a whole thing. We probably need to get Ellie and Gus in here to talk about these YouTube personalities because I don't know anything about them.
0: Well, it was the particular I looked up that one kid. It, yeah, the the one guy that's in the news because he went to the Japanese forest where people are known for committing suicide, and they actually came across a body and filmed it and put it on YouTube and were disrespectful, and he got in a ton of shit for it. And so Luke, of course, what Luke takes from this is this dude's going bald and he's trying to hide it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he's like twenty six years old or something like that at the, at the most. So.
0: You know, like he can't be a popular, successful YouTube star without a full, glorious mane of hair. Right.
1: Well, do they make a blonde version of Topic? Because the kid, <laughs> the kid, uh, going to need that. I
0: don't know how useful that would be, though. The dark right. stuff S- must show up powder. so easy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. What my my favorite part of this conversation that we're having right now is when when Anne was talking about the. The suicide forest when because of Zencaster and the way it breaks breaks up our voices sometimes when she said they came across a body her voice said body That's
2: <laughs> unwillingly That's and I Zencastr was like I made smile.
1: <laughs> it really was great
2: uh, and now the guys have a conversation about being professionally unexpected and how exhausting it can be to have to always be the zany person who brings it with the yuck yuck with the funny mm-hmm. with the With the unexpected uh, surprise, which is an unfortunate conversation to have four hours into a 24-hour marathon. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Doing the zaniest of zany things. Right.
2: Uh, We also learned at this point that Andrew's not entirely sure what the difference between a V-neck and a crew neck t-shirt is. How old is he again? Well, it's just one of them makes a V. (laughs) What the fuck?
1: (laughs) But... If you want to dress like Andrew, there's a website you can go to, and you can dress exactly like it. That's right. You can
2: wear oh. an Andrew outfit, uh, Everlane, or Everlane, or just any button-down shirt with a colored T-shirt under it. Yep. Right. Yep. Now we're getting into some energy drinks. Um, but I, is it a
1: V-neck or a crew neck?
2: You wouldn't see it if it's a V-neck, because it's a V. Anyway.
1: See, I don't know the difference, so
2: If you wear it backwards, then you can get some of the neckline in, and then you get to cool the back of your neck. And always
1: feel like someone's choking. you. (laughs)
2: Yeah. On to the energy drink taste test. I didn't take a lot of notes here. Kind of intentionally. I figured we didn't really need (laughs) them. Camaro Cav and it sounds like Luke and Andrew have brought to the table a bag of different random energy drinks, including one called Mad Croc, which is a 7-Eleven knockoff of Red Bull. Oh, did you have any general takeaways from this, guys? And I talked about it on the Friday show. I sought out the orange drink-flavored uh, Monster Recovery one but couldn't find the right one. I ended up drinking a different mm-hmm. one that was delicious, and I couldn't go to sleep for like two hours after we recorded the other night um, because I hadn't planned dabbled. on finishing it, and then I did.
1: I, I, I've i dabbled in, in energy drinks. Um, Red Bull's just awful, and, yeah, it's like heartburn in a can. Um, the only, the only one that I kind of like to just kind of tastes like a soda, uh, was the Nas. Um, they have like three or four different flavors and they're, they're all right. But most of those ones, especially like the, the sugar free ones, ugh, man, because, because it's already a terrible tasting item. And now you add like artificial sweeteners to it. Forget about it.
2: Yeah, I, um, I'm i surprised. I'd rather do meth
1: if I was going to lose my teeth. I'd, you know,
2: that's... <laughs> I'm surprised I liked the orange one that I got. And I'm surprised that I like the Monster Zero KL in general. Uh, mm-hmm. Because in the early days of energy drinks, I think the first Red Bull I ever had was cut with an equal part of Barton's plastic jug of vodka. Which made me oh, I would do that. That much I more. <laughs>
1: I mean, because there's a goal to it. Uh, oh. I mean, I guess. <laughs>
2: I God. mean, that just turn me off from energy drinks for so long. I, I just black I, coffee. It's not that complicated.
1: I understand. But I understand the Red Bull and, and vodka thing because you can drink a lot longer. You can like stay up till five drinking instead of passing out at t- 1030. Do you remember <laughs> you know?
2: Buzz Beer from the Drew Carey show? I do. It was the coffee made with beer. I think the slogan was stay up late and get drunk again
1: yeah, yeah. That, that was his business yeah. right buzz beer yeah
0: well i don't screw around with energy drinks because i don't know i i don't trust energy drinks i don't trust that level of caffeine i know that well, there are people that can get high blood pressure and racing heart from drinking some of that stuff and i don't think that that's sure. a good idea if you drink multiples
1: you have a low level to medium level of caffeine coursing through your veins at all times right but i
0: regulate it i don't spike it right like you would with a nice monster (laughs) Mm -hmm. i would say the only general comment that i have about this segment and i i'm trying really hard not to nitpick so much at the show but uh, they have to stop saying that kamarakev is their energy drink sommelier it's sommelier guys he's not from somalia Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's not a sommelier (laughs) right
1: yeah, we've seen pictures. I've met the guy. He's not from Somalia.
2: Yeah, no, but he will send out the uh, Cajun chicken niblets chef. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's I- the white guy in Zubas—that's—that's that's, uh, yeah, helping you out with your with your uh, your heat heat cage food and your uh, yep. energy drink.
2: What I liked about this segment was that they brought in Camaro Cav and they had him bring his A game energy yep. drinks. Mm-hmm. It was going to be either energy mm-hmm. drinks or laser discs or kickboxing. And so they went. This with was the, a
1: really right, good show idea. The most
2: interactive one of the three. Mm-hmm. So very good there. We get a call from Elizabeth in Germany during this segment. Elizabeth, Yay. our favorite fun employed, who tells us all about taking the Johnny and Bobo dolls around in the Little Red Wagon to various landmarks and taking pictures, except for when she gets yelled at because they're for people, <laughs> not for dolls. What
1: the fuck? <laughs> I'll take any. I mean, I'm not. It's not like I'm. My husband's getting nude, and I'm taking a picture of him in front of the thing. They're well, dolls. That would
2: be okay because her husband is a person.
1: <laughs> right, right. People only. Right. It
2: would be tasteful. Bodies are beautiful. We're very art. European. <laughs> then we head on to a Jack in the Box. Our first attempt at a Jack in the Box uh, before the guys are heartbroken because they find out that the van can't go through the drive-through. Um. We get listener Ryan calling in again, and this is when they discuss whether or not the uh, mod uh, approval process has been turned off for the Stens page, and in fact, it has, and people are already realizing that it's already turned into a full-on tire fire.
1: Yeah, it's like the fire got big enough to jump out of the dumpster and onto the onto the stack of tires. <laughs>
2: Um I love you tens. I love almost all of you. I really really do. But there are a few posts because the as we're recording this the uh moderation is still turned off. There are a few posts where I just want to message the person and say I'm so sorry you accidentally posted this to the tens page instead of your <laughs> personal account.
1: But the taco coupon is so useful though if, in case I want to <laughs> buy a taco somewhere.
0: Well, as long as we're alienating the listeners, I will I'll say guys a lot of restaurants serve fish sandwiches. You do not need to take a picture every time you find it on a menu or a signboard or something else. It's okay. I'm hungry now. <laughs> Me too.
2: We could talk of uh, Camaro Kev's Camaro, his namesake Camaro from when he was a young man um, with the leaking t and the starter that had to be hit with a stick. And Kev tells the story of the guy who came across him in a parking lot to show him how to hit the starter with a stick and even gave him a stick (laughs) Uh, to keep that car going. I drove
1: drove this almost exact Camaro for about six months. It was leaky. It was moldy. And and the quirk of mine was I had to turn off the the motor every time I was at a light because it would overheat. (laughs) So I had to restart the car every time the light turned green.
0: But the chicks dug it.
1: I had uh, no one touched it during that six months. There was no activity.
0: Mm, Mike's talking in about Mike. Ways, huh? Not the car. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about talking about me. I'm talking about this guy <laughs> who has two thumbs. I got no action during the Camaro era. You just gotta hit. At it least with... I could spell it. Most people can't seem to spell Camaro. No, nope. they put an e in there. Yeah, yep. it doesn't exist.
2: Just gotta hit it with a stick, Mike.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hey there. We get a
2: call from Linda in Australia. Power out, Linda.
1: Love it. Uh, yeah.
2: Oh, that was so fun. <laughs> um, we find out that um, the smoked trail mix at Jensen's is a favorite snack. That's the smokehouse where the Land came from. They have a quote-unquote trail mix that's $18 a pound, which is expensive until you realize it's all smoked meat and protein, no carbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Trail mix. Again, trails are outside. <laughs> Most trails are outside.
2: We should make a van mix.
1: <laughs> a van mix. Yeah, that that would be like all carbs and yeah. no protein.
2: Yeah. Uh uh call back to the conversation from earlier days about the Pizza Hut call center. Um we go back to more Jack in the Box ideal ordering conversation. Uh but we fail at actually getting to a Jack in the Box where the guys can make an order so they go yeah. hungry. Which was a really terrible judgment call, uh, and then we arrive at Green Lake for the end of Wednesday.
0: See, that was a segment fail for me. I thought that the Jack in the Box run was a great idea, but then they spent so much time theorizing about it and never actually mm-hmm. made it happen. That I was like, eh, yeah, they could have called a lift immediately. Yep. Yep.
1: You know, or just, um, Camaro you know, Kev was a little drunk, but they could have got. Gotten- david to do it for sure
2: mm-hmm. sure well calling a lift when you're a little drunk is the whole reason of calling a lift
1: right. right right and you got three people i mean luke could have gone or andrew could have gone there were plenty of people to keep the show going while somebody went and got the food yep and yeah. and clearly from luke's run they had a way to communicate with that person too i mean you could just give them the uh, air or whatever and they could uh narrate their trip
2: what a great transition into Thursday into
1: Thursday twenty five sixty two should have been 63 um
2: <laughs> thank you Mike thank you which, for feeling my pain I, I appreciate I, the, I, the I, empathy and the sympathy I'm getting
1: which Bobby before before the show uh filled me in that he had he had uh written the show title in because all I had written in was another long ass show in all caps the actual title of the show was the wreck of the Camaro Fitzkevin it's a
2: pretty a great pretty title. good title that's why I wanted mm-hmm, to make sure yeah. I got in there <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I appreciate that. Um, The Green Lake run begins with about 15 or 20 people um, hitting the trail. Uh, DTFB takes off on his long sticks and he is gone. Um, We find out that Luke got a check for his stolen stuff from Kevin, the fantastic Liberty Mutual insurance agent.
2: I want to chime in and say that he told his story about going to find a new pair of AirPods and because of this and because I know Meredith loves hers and because I've heard from other people, how much they like their AirPods. I went and bought AirPods this week and I agree. They're really great. My Bluetooth earbuds were starting to pop and crackle uh, after the trip to Seattle. And so I went to replace them and I get it. I don't think I'm going to be jogging with them anytime soon because that would require me to jog, Mm -hmm. but uh, they're pretty great. Just a commercial for a product you may not have heard of from a little company called Apple. <laughs> the The only thing I worry about with
1: that those is like, aren't you like in big danger of losing them all the time? Because it's yeah. just these two little thingies, right?
2: I don't understand how they stay in, but so far they haven't. I haven't had fallout issues with them, which is what I was worried about no, when they first came out.
1: That's not the part I'm really worried about. I figured they've got that down, even though it's some some Apple earbuds have actually been painful in the past. Um, but like when you, like when I take out my earbuds, it's, it's, they're a bulky enough item, you know, where I just put them in the pocket of my hoodie and they don't fall out of there or whatever. Well, that's like that, two little things. The little
2: case they come in is that they charge in is about the size of, uh, um, oh. like it's, it's a little more stout than a Tic Tac box. So a little okay. shorter, a little fatter. Um, but okay. it's enough, I think, to hold on to. It's bigger than an iPod Nano. Okay. So. That makes
1: sense. You know, I thought you heft. just like set them next to the bed and then they get knocked knocked down and underneath and then you never see them again.
2: Now, I'm being diligent about putting mine right back in the case because I know I'll fuck it up if I don't.
1: Okay. okay. Uh, there's a super long discussion of 3D movies and technology. Um, oh, I thought. Oh, I thought boy. Was... <laughs> 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 I. I don't know. I sort of tuned out of it. It was nice of Kevin to give advice to Andrew on how to fix his TV. I think that'll save him a lot of money. Um, Luke is in on the conversation. Um, he he clicks in to... He's mad at David for taking off and making him look bad, and he asks them to move the van for when David comes back, and I thought that was a pretty solid prank, but That's hilarious. Brooks, no pranks.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And th- there's really nowhere... There's really nowhere. I, I know where, exactly where they were and there's really nowhere to move um, unless you just drive up into the neighborhood and just hide out. And there were a lot of tents outside and it would have been kind of hard to explain. Not only are we ignoring you and the fact that you exist and you came out here in the middle of the night to support us, um, but now we're just driving away from from you for the sake of a prank on David. So probably a probably good decision not to do it. Um, they um they talk about how they hated the new star wars uh did both of you guys see that movie and what's your impression of
0: i did i was underwhelmed i guess okay um it wasn't terrible everyone
1: seemed really excited to see it
0: yeah i thought that i thought that it was small was what I did a mm-hmm. thought when you watched the original trilogy, it has such an exciting epic feel, and it's out in space and somehow mm-hmm. this movie seemed very small to me,
2: yeah, okay. There's a lot of time spent at the Galactic Senate in that original <laughs> series oh, no. that people tend to forget about <laughs> you know I think that mm-hmm. I think that that's part of the problem. I thought it was a perfectly fine movie, I thought it was a little campier it, well it was definitely a little campier, but mm-hmm. um. I think that people remember the original series because they either watched it when it came out or they watched it when they were young, depending on how old you are. And I think if you put all of these movies in front of a 14-year-old right now to watch them all for the first time, this movie would have done just fine in their ranking of all the films. Um, Let's ignore the prequels. They were, I mean, just god-awful. Terrible. But, you know, compared to the first three, I thought Rogue One was better than this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But... But I still thought it was good. Like, I I guess I go in with really low expectations for a movie, though. Like, if I go in and I enjoyed it and it was a fun ride and I ate my bag of popcorn, then I'm good. Like, I I rarely come out of a movie and think that was terrible. I also didn't hate Baby Driver. And that movie's gotten so much shit.
1: Hmm. Oh, really? I didn't know. I liked it, too.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I suspended like I'm not going in there and be like, oh, this isn't believable. Well, it's fucking Star right. Wars, <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> I, I guess I I think that they were working really hard to kind um to try and capture the sense of humor that the original. Movies had and they didn't mm-hmm. they, like hit it a little bit too hard on that. You know, Harrison Ford was just so effortless with his line readings and he brought a lot of the humor to that. And yeah, um, and then they didn't quite recapture that magic, but they but they tried.
2: Yeah.
1: All right, the tens outside uh, have brought a grill, but uh, no lighter, no way to light it. Um, but down to smoke, David saves the day <laughs> because of course he has a lighter. Uh, Andrew um, Andrew really ended up liking the Jay-Z show that he went to That's a huge surprise He went to go see a Jay-Z show and had a good time <laughs> They get a call from Georgia in Baltimore Who claims to have a Janine Garofalo story And that story is she saw Janine Garofalo <laughs> at a political rally once
0: Power out she, She's uh, really was picking great. up the
2: TBTL definition of what a story is
1: <laughs> Right at least it didn't go on and on. It was very it was very brief. Yeah. I went to a rally. There was Jeanine Groffalo, She said some stuff. Um, Andrew goes to meet the dogs and eat some dogs.
0: Thank God. Try to feed the dogs. I was feeling a little bit bad that all those 10s ten- came out to Green Lake, and then Andrew and Camara have sat in the van, and it didn't talk to them.
1: Yeah. It sounded like a pretty robust meetup out there, because you mm-hmm. could really hear it buzzing while those guys were talking.
0: Yeah, so I was very pleased that he actually went out to say hi and talk to some people. Hopefully he didn't spend the whole time petting dogs.
1: I could understand why Luke wouldn't, you know, be mingling too much because if you if you've sweated a lot running around and it's like 35 degrees and then you're going to stand around uh it gets that sweat uh turns into ice pretty fast. So um but I'm glad Andrew got a chance to mix and mingle um they played the george brett story and luke's kingdom story from the radio days um pretty fantastic stuff i i didn't listen to it during my listening of this wreck of the camaro fitz kevin but i was listening to the live feed while this was happening so yeah I was pretty excited that this was part of the Thursday show because I got a chance to fast forward and I got really optimistic. <laughs> and I and I took the bar down like 35 minutes, you know, I'm like, OK, I, that's about 35 minutes I bought back. <clears throat> and then it was it, I tur- play it play again. And the guy, you know, they were talking in the van and I was like, oh, shit. So I started rewinding 15 seconds. It turned out I was like rewinding like for 20 minutes. I didn't really save any time. Because it took so long to get back, yeah, I was really disappointed in myself.
2: So um, I have one note the, from that. Sure, because I re-listened not to the—I mean, the George Brett tape only like three minutes long, but I sort of half re-listened to the to the Kingdom story just because it was on. And Jen makes a comment at the beginning of the tape for the Kingdom story that this will be okay luke telling this story because one they've been on the air you know like 10 months and one poop segment every six to 10 months is, is okay you know once in a great while
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: a poop story when it's so good that it has to be told yeah is okay so Aww. a rare exception to decorum for the kingdom and i
0: miss you
1: <laughs> yeah and i agree with you i miss you and i agree with you Okay, there's there's talking about uh, they're talking about jogging and workouts and uh, Kevin blames a jog that he took with Luke in Chelan, I think it was um, many years ago with his bad foot that he's never fully had checked out. And I take issue with John the driver his uh, interjection here that says, "Don't get a cortisone shot." I I disagree with this uh, wholeheartedly because if you are he said that the shot the pain of the shot is worse than the pain you don't you don't know everyone's pain john like i didn't get cortisone shots until until the pain was so bad that i couldn't imagine anything worse and it does hurt but uh it provides you with relief although but the 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 biggest drawback of the cortisone shot is at least for me only lasts like 10 days to 2 weeks mm. but it does provide near total relief from whatever whatever it is. So I would say from the shots I've had in my knees and in my shoulder, cortisone shots, maybe not for everyone. If you can stand the pain, if whatever pain you have is, you can still tolerate, which sounds like Ke- Kevin tolerates. Fine. But if things are out of hand and someone offers a cortisone shot, take it if you're not a baby. How like far into child.
2: this week of listening did you want the cortisone shot in the ears? <laughs> <laughs>
1: about 10 minutes into Tuesday's show. Um, all right. Andrew's walk fall, his walk and his fall and his ride, uh, from Green Lake is discussed. Uh, Kevin's getting the story for the first time. Kevin gets his, tells the story of how he got his phone returned by, uh, Mayor McGinn. Um, that's a pretty great story, Luke. Yeah, I like that. And it, you know, Talk about nice. You were trespassing in the guys. Yeah, guy returns your phone and is very polite about it. But it sounds like he has a really sweet court that's an attractive nuisance for drunks walking by <laughs> in the middle of the night. He did everything but lay a basketball out there, you know.
2: This is why I bring our basketball in at night. When our hoop lives at the end of the driveway, I just don't want to leave a ball out because I know I'm just asking yeah. for trouble.
1: Yeah, two in the morning, you're just going to hear people yelling and playing a playing three on three in your driveway. Um Luke talks about the time he befriended the mayor and used to play basketball with him and then when he was running for mayor again, um Luke Luke said, "Hey, anything I can do, man?" and of course the mayor shifted into would-be mayor mode and said, "Well, here's what you can do. <laughs> Give me money." <laughs> and that was a that was a friend bridge too far for Luke, so that was it for theirs. There's a voicemail with with some advice on on uh, making it through 24 hours without sleep, but apparently advice was based on like just pulling an all nighter. Sounded like to me, which that's a different deal. right, right, right. Um, Susie is obsessed with uh, really terrible silk and flannel, um, like very used stuff, rather than. Brand new polyester blends that would be much oh. better. Yeah, this was a tough one. And then my favorite part of this show uh, was someone, someone, uh, a, a Seattle, what I like to call a fist shaker, um, came to tell the tell them to turn down the lights in the van because it was ruining their pre-dawn run. I don't know, I don't know what could ruin a pre-dawn run because it, <laughs> it's a nightmare to begin with, but. Um and they get into a lot of talk about um Seattle aggression, you know, the passive aggressive and the microaggressions and and they're totally right on all this stuff and and it is white people. It's completely mm-hmm. white people.
0: <laughs> um I thought it was very true to type how Andrew immediately got defensive over this. He, oh, he got like mad. super upset.
1: Yeah, I would I would have too cuz I'm so tired of it. It's I love Seattle, but it's a big drawback uh, living in Seattle. The, the, the type of people you run into, the type of white people. Um, so Phyllis is about to enter. And because the driver doesn't know Phyllis, he sees someone outside the van. And they've been talking all about this dude telling them to turn off the lights. Um, She's outside taking pictures because <laughs> she's going to post them. You know, here's the guys in the van or whatever. And John just thinks it's another... Seattle person or whatever because Phyllis can pass for white or black or both. Um, and, and he says, get a load of this one. She's taking pictures <laughs> like she's going to go to next door Green Lake and <laughs> and say, can you believe this? People with their lights on running their engine at 530 in the morning. It's but so it's bad Phyllis. for the
0: environment <laughs> and the light pollution oh
1: god but it turns out it's just phyllis and she she gets in um there um (laughs) i guess she's gotten coffee and food at the starbucks across the street and now she she gets in um kamiro kev is uh kind of looking to get out at this point um but he got just more or less wants to know the plan he's still awake Andrew's parking rage is recalled uh, someone touched Veeve's mirror so to so to avoid it being um knocked off or something. I I don't mind if someone tucks in my mirror if there's a Mm-mm. reason for it. If they're not Christ, it destroying tucks. it. But they didn't what no? they the didn't deal? put it
2: back after. That was the that was the uh-huh. concern.
1: I can I can handle it. <laughs> it takes exactly one quarter of a calorie to put my mirror back into place. Um Kamero Kev sort of says, but he backs off saying that he would have punched the guy that got in Viv's face. Um, yeah, that's the only time when you get, I mean, I've had this happen. Um, one time with my current wife and once with my former where I flew into a rage and would have definitely punched someone. Uh, the last time being uh, when my wife was trying to back in park or when we were going to brunch and a lady behind her was honking at her and advancing on her, not letting her back in park and I jumped out of the car and screamed at her to back the fuck off, and probably would have smashed her head against the the trunk of, or sorry the the hood of her car had Goodness. she out.
2: that's a that yeah. good differentiation there. Thank you for clarifying the hood, not the trunk,
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 I wouldn't have taken her back to the trunk um let's see. Uh, they, now they're talking about when um, how adults uh, when they yell at you when you're a kid other than your parents it's really crazy. Kamaro um, Kev was on a fishing trip and he got yelled at. Uh, I thought I thought he got yelled at by the other kid, I guess. He no, said, by the kid's parent. Going to hook a lip with that? It was by the kid's parent. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to hook a lip with that? Will you teach the kid how to fish then? I mean, he didn't know how to fish. Like my i was on a fishing trip where i wasn't fishing and someone hooked my pinky
0: Hmm.
1: and uh and you know i mean nobody yelled at anybody but uh at least someone was smart enough to cut the cut the hook and take it out the right way instead of pulling it out yeah um the barb way there, then there's a lot of talk about adults yelling. Um, someone yelled that they were going to crack skulls and was pretty serious. And then someone else's grandpa, I think, was saying they were going to crush grapes. I think it was Andrew, Andrew's grandfather or, or someone in his family, kept saying he was going to crush grapes. And Andrew um, was still wondering to this day if he meant um, balls. Yes, Andrew. If anyone needs a like a <laughs> soft, uh, soft cover version of Urban Dictionary just to carry with him, at all times in his back pocket it would be andrew walsh
0: some people carry the pocket constitution andrew carries the pocket urban dictionary
1: yeah 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 you'll you'll be able to figure out um it's not a it's not a winemaking reference when someone says they're going to crush your grapes <laughs> uh luke tells a story of how he broke his friend's tooth because he was mad that the guy was kicking his ass in the Nintendo baseball, which I played a ton of that baseball. And the, yes, I remember that glitch. And that's a glitch that I used to beat the computer at Goldie's on 45th uh, when I was in college over and over and over again so that I could play Nintendo baseball for hours on one quarter. Um, yeah, I was super afraid of any adults when I was a kid. I, I had zero interactions with the adults in outside of my, my mom's teacher friends who went out of their way to be really nice to me. Um, I never had any interactions with adults. I mean, coaches, of course, but I wouldn't talk back. And, like, all the adults on my street, because I was friends with all the kids on my street, because that's what you do. My interaction was, is Todd home? Are Peter and Patrick home? Um, Are the Zimmerman girls home? Because I need to moon them immediately. (laughs) That was it. There was never any, you know... No, I'm not interacting. I'm just scared to death.
0: I wouldn't have characterized myself as scared, but I certainly didn't interact with any of the parents. I think they all just seemed so foreign to me, all adults. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was so unimportant that I should just stay out of people's way.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely there's that feeling of I'm not significant to these people. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to try to make myself fit in, you know? I mean, I'll answer you you ask me a question but Mm -hmm. other than that no i'm not engaging with anything you know and i'm certainly not going to say anything like what's a computer (laughs) i would never fucking do that
2: (laughs) all right scout
0: (laughs) let's go to friday Uh, number 2563 three flarps worth of jaegers uh the land jaegers have been opened And the van is getting fragrant because of it. And Andrew says that um, after all these years of Genevieve refusing to allow him to open beef jerky on road trips and next to her on planes, he's finally starting to understand her point Mm -hmm. because they do, in fact, smell like a bag of farts. Uh, They have made it to Cary Park. Their plan is to watch the sunrise there. And they start talking about how Cary Park is a well-known make-out spot. And that takes them into make out talk. And Andrew says, oh, I didn't kiss a girl until college. And Phyllis is like, say it with pride, not shame. It's not a shameful thing that you weren't out there. What would the 90s lingo be? Being a Mac daddy on all those girls say, hey, I I didn't kiss a girl until college. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it was, no that, big deal. Uh, was that haircut and the peg pants. That really yes. kept him, uh, kept that dry spell going.
0: <laughs> yep. Then Luke makes a statement that ended up being mm, somewhat controversial on the Stens page. I saw some comments on it where he talks about the kids who, I think he's comforting Andrew on his, his late blooming by saying that uh, in general, kids who became sexually active earlier are not the ones who were doing really great in life now and i want to um, for
1: the most part back luke up on this i we had an episode of takedown podcast with kate bergstrom where we told our virginity stories and losing our virginity stories and part of that conversation um this was th- this was my theory I, and and i sort of uh, i agree with luke on this end of it um i was one of those guys who t- had a lot of activity early on i had a regular girlfriend we made a plan to lose our virginity together when we were 15 and I was um, in and out of that relationship um, all during high school and through some of college so that I could go get action with other girls that I wanted to get with. So I had a lot of success and um, success meaning success meant leading to not a lot of respect for women and relationships and you know, thinking uh, this is this is easy. Uh, I don't need to invest a lot emotionally, and it is it is damaging in that way. It took me a long time to get over. Um, so and and I have not obviously I've not done well in life. You know, um, legless ex bank robber. So I am a a a wheeling example of of what Luke's talking about. And I'm and you know there are exceptions to every rule, of course. There are plenty mm-hmm. of guys that got all kinds of action in high school that they're captains of industry or whatever. But understand when someone puts out a, an opinion like this, it's it's not a universal truth. They're not saying that it's it's set in stone. And my other end of this thing, the other end of this um, theory that Luke didn't expound on, but I did, is that um, if if you wait too long for an opportunity, like if you're still a virgin... Or or haven't even kissed someone or something until you're in your early 20s, mid 20s, late 20s. That can be a problem, too, because the first person that touches it, you'll marry them. And that's <laughs> not always a great decision.
2: That's more than that's more than a physical commitment issue, though. That's. That's that's getting into someone's head. That's when someone doesn't understand their own self worth because they haven't. they haven't had their heart broken. You know, they haven't been they haven't been around the block enough times to know that it's not the first time that makes it work. Usually.
1: Well, and they they also they also it's got to go through your mind like, well, if I don't stay with this person, is it going to be another 27 years? until someone touches it. I don't want right. that to happen. So I right. guess I have to make sacrifices and be in a relationship with someone who is not a good fit for me.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, okay. all I think that Luke was intending to say with this was to comfort Andrew and say that early sexual activity is not a predictor of success necessarily. I mean, as you say, there are many exceptions. I, I think there might be yeah. more exceptions to to the rule than there are followers of that rule. But Yes, nobody should think that Luke was making a comment directly on their sex life. You're all wonderful. And I, and I think with everyone the
1: the sweet spot is different for everyone. Some some people can be sexually active when they're 14, 15, 16 or whatever and turn out perfectly fine. Some people can wait a long time to be perfectly fine. Um but there's probably a sweet spot somewhere in between, you know, for each person based on their their um mental development. Mhm. I don't know.
0: Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, Camaro, Kev's first make-out experience was in the swimming pool somewhere, at some place. <laughs> I wasn't following along completely at this point. Kevin
1: was making out with, <laughs> with Allie in the swimming pool. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. That's a bad little brother. He deserves to be beaten up. I never yeah. do to get beaten up.
0: Um, Phyllis talked about hers the summer after eighth grade, who... Uh, ended up, uh, we find out later, was the guy who called her a bitch for that got her sent to detention. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's so sweet, Phyllis. had yeah, kind of a <laughs>
1: moonlighting thing going on. So
0: yeah. Nice. Uh, Luke talks about his first kiss slash girlfriend. I mean, who knows? You're my girlfriend now is about as far as that kind of thing goes. But she broke up with him uh, to get with the mummy and then told everybody that Luke was a bad kisser. And he's pretty sad That's about brutal. that. Yeah, that is. I don't
1: think I would have ever gone back to school if someone ever
0: See,
2: said that. See, at that age, it was cool that the mummy had a tree fort.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: true. Uh, they get a call from Kevin, the janitor in Indiana. He has been listening to the live stream while he's been buffing floors uh, as a janitor at Purdue University. And Luke, of course, is like, boiler Boilermakers! Because that's this is a guy thing where they immediately mm-hmm. have to demonstrate that they know what the sports mascot is of any mm-hmm. city school municipality that's one of the
1: strangest standard. mascot names in the country though because it the, boilermakers is a job that doesn't require college, so I, <laughs> why
0: I don't right. Uh, Kevin, you know, uh, oh, the Indiana University
1: janitors. (laughs) No, I mean, that doesn't require. I don't know.
0: Uh, So Kevin reveals that besides buffing floors, uh, some of his duties also include cleaning bathrooms. And of course, that gets Luke's attention. And he wants to Mm -hmm. know what's the worst thing he's seen while cleaning bathrooms. And he tells this just wonderful story of yesterday. Someone had what he characterizes as a bad food experience uh, that was um a component of which seems to be a shredded cabbage of some sort that was so bad that oh. you could actually smell it outside the oh. bathroom when you just walk into the area. And that, that was the Didn't first he time. Didn't he say that,
1: that he just saw Janine Garofalo walking out with a newspaper tucked <laughs> under her?
0: I was a in good it power out. out. <laughs> but he this was the first time he ever had to wear a respirator in order to do up. Yes.
1: That's a bad day at the job.
0: Yep. And Kevin says that he's been listening to them since he was a freshman in high school, and so he's been with them a long time. Thank you, Kevin, for the work that you do so that I don't it have to do it. It
1: made me think of, of Kalina, who talked about on our show how, um, you know, it's a lonely job where there's a lot of time to be lost in your thoughts, mm-hmm. and uh, to, you really need to have something going on so you... Don't have to think your thoughts.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, so then we have a crisis because David has to pee really bad, and they're looking for porta potties. And John is like, oh, "I saw some back there," so they have to go and investigate them all. And did they eventually? They found one that wasn't. Yeah, the zip tied or padlocked, right? Yeah. The did they
1: not know good. they can just cut a zip zip tie? Come on, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, we just the burn Keurig it machine was slider?
0: taking all the time. They didn't have the right scissors.
1: <laughs> oh right.
0: Yeah, they only had sewing scissors, Mike.
1: Yeah, Bobby. oh boy, if you cut a zip tie with those, ooh, boy,
0: you can just now give me the forty dollars for a new pair of sewing scissors. Um, Brought to you see. by the Boss Tens. <laughs> <laughs> um, Luke makes a comment that's something that I've always thought of, that how terrible is the term "honey bucket" for a porta potty? It's just gross. Yeah. It's not accurate, and it also there's just something about putting the words honey and bucket together that is disgusting. And um, also, you
1: don't want it, it, you don't want to invoke bees when you get into a one of those no, tight areas no, too.
0: No, uh, they take another call. This time, Wendy calling in from Cleveland. They end up talking about the Twins Festival in Twinsburg. That's where she actually lives, uh, and she avoids it like the plague. Um, Luke, of course, wants to talk to her about having to pee bad and the worst place she's ever had to go, which she really kind of avoids. Thank you, Wendy. Uh, Then he wants to know what she really likes about living in in Cleveland, and she gives a nice uh, booster talk for Cleveland. I hear there's been a lot of uh, redevelopment since I lived there because I did not have a particularly great time in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. You know. I was a broke college student in a city where I knew no people and had no transportation and was at a school that I didn't like. That was really hard. So that was, those were a tough four and people's years people's stuff me. was
1: everywhere in your dorm suite. God. Strewn about.
0: <laughs> you know, and I would be like, I will do your dishes. They would just pile them in the sink, next to the sink in the bathroom. And I'd be like, I, I will be happy to wash those. And they would get mad at me. Like either let me do them or you do them, but don't get pissed off when I try to clean it up so that we don't have flies. Gross. Uh, then Wendy takes the call down a very bad turn when she says that she's a Steelers fan and not a Browns fan because Ugh. the Browns are terrible, and that causes a lot of consternation in the van. Uh, those, the top... it's
1: not just football; those cities hate each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean they—they they, it's their city hate there.
0: Yep, definite rivalry. Um, Phyllis comes to center stage at this point with a segment that they call Phyllis Takes the Wheel, and they're going to go on a tour of some of Phyllis's favorite places around the city. They end up getting to two places, which I guess is better than one place. Um, The first stop is at Washington Middle School, which she says was also known as Garfield's B Campus. Um, This is a really kind of an interesting discussion about uh, how the reason that she went there in fifth grade is because she was in the gifted program and they talk about how having this sort of, it's like a de facto desegregation by putting the gifted program in a neighborhood that was poor and historically black and how that did cause some problems in the school and how there were some resentments from the non gifted program kids and uh, Luke confirms that because he was definitely not in the gifted program. Um, Phyllis says that she was a quote, Luke on the inside, Andrew on the outside unquote Um, in that she was uh, shy and still friendly to people. She talks about going up and, you know, approaching another girl and saying, do you want to eat lunch together? And how they're still friends to this day, but that she knew her place. Like she wasn't going up to Tiffany from the dance squad. And saying, "Do you want to be my friend?" she she was staying mm-hmm. at her level when she was being friendly.
1: She was gifted in figuring out who who was a potential friend, yeah it seems.
0: yeah, yep. Uh, Luke did in fact go to um, Washington Middle School when he got kicked out of Jesus Creek. Um, right. That surprises nobody. Um, and they talk hey, kick about... me out.
1: If it's going around that I'm a bad kisser, go ahead and kick me out. <laughs> I need a fresh start.
0: Uh, that takes them into troublemaker talk. And, um, Phyllis tells about that time that I referenced earlier when some other kid called her a bitch. And so she went and told the teacher, this kid called me a bitch. And the teacher sent them both to the principal's office and they got referrals for detention. And she talks about when they walked into the detention room, there was that record scratch moment from all the other mm-hmm. kids. Like, what are you doing here? Um, let's see. Andrew's worst School trouble story is from when he was a freshman in college and he stole a sign from the library with his buddies. Like it wasn't even his idea, of course, because he's not a leader in trouble. Uh, But he ended up putting it in his backpack and it got confusing where he left the library and everything was fine. But then he went back by himself later and he forgot that he had the sign in his backpack. And then he went out through the alarm and it went off and he got caught. I do not understand. What sort of
1: alarm is this?
0: Well, what kind of sign was this? He said it was yeah, like a it wasn't phone a... core sign. Yeah, Why would they put phone, an alarm yeah. on it?
2: Well, it was a library. I... So maybe they just, you know, they have those tags that they put in library books. Maybe they just had okay. an extra one. That's all I could I think so. was, you know, those RF bit. But this was a while ago. I wouldn't think that they were doing that back then.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. This seems sort of fishy to me. I wonder if it was just bad luck that the alarm went off um Mm -hmm. but uh he tried to frame another kid for this somehow it was a Mm. kid that they figured would be leaving school anyway so he didn't think it would be that bad to load this on him but he ended up having to have a disciplinary hearing that scared him shitless all of winter break um because his sister had been kicked out of college the previous year for poor grades and He was really scared that now he was going to get kicked out of school, too. I don't think they kick you out of school for stealing a sign from the library. I think they give you more chances than that, Andrew. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Camaro Kev got in trouble when he was five years old for throwing rocks at girls, which is what you do. I don't appreciate that because I was a girl that had rocks thrown at me. But then he didn't get in trouble at all for the rest of his school career. And Luke tells the super dookie story. Which His punishment was through. being a
1: virgin until he was 24 Yes.
0: Years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if anybody wants to hear more about the Super Dookie story, we did feature that in a clip show that Christy and I did. I think it was the one where we talked about school. School hijinks. Uh, so you could go back and listen to that if you wanted to. The second stop on the Phyllis's greatest hits tour is at Market Time Foods. Phyllis has talked a lot about Market Time. I think some on TVTL, but then she's also talked about it to us in the chat a little bit. And it's obvious how important a place that was to her. And she worked there for three and a half years in high school. Started out at three fifty an hour, and what'd she say? Got up to like seven fifty by the end of it. Yeah, something. something like that. Yeah. This is Seattle wage inflation because man alive. I started working in fast food in the er, 1993 or something, and I got paid four and a quarter. And I think I only made five fifty by the time I left there. So Phyllis was making bank with all those uh, double double time on Sundays and double and a half on holidays. Yep. Um, she talks about being a bagger there and how she was real, real, real bad at bagging until they showed her this training video that they hadn't showed before and things clicked and she magically got it. And then she became the best bagger and was elevated up to cashier shortly thereafter and continued. And she's really grateful to them for making an investment in her and seeing that she was worthy of making an investment when they could have just, you know, gotten rid of this 15 year old bagger who didn't contribute much to the store.
1: Well, and it sounded like they gave her a chance because yeah. they could tell that she and her mom were struggling, and so yes. they were they were trying to give her a job as soon as they could. And she didn't want it because she she didn't want a job.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, but I didn't either. Happy at she that took age. It. Yep. Oh man. Uh, yeah. She told <laughs> she told that story beforehand on how you know when they realized they couldn't afford the meat every once in a while they would just yeah. put it in the bag for them. Yeah, it sounds like a great place to work. And she tells the story about the uh, customer that creeped on her there in a fairly extreme, substantial way for a long time and how they, uh, the market time people took care of that and showed him the door and said, you're not welcome here anymore. And they, they didn't have to do that. And she's really grateful for that. And then they talk a while. Uh, I enjoyed this about how they were grubbing in high school. I love that. That's such a characteristic Phyllis word about mm-hmm. grubbing and Luke's delighted by it. And uh in high school they could do it just eat and eat and eat, and eat without any kind of consequences. I mm. could never do that even in high school. Oh, so, that
1: sucks. That that yeah. was the best part of being that age for for me, but it was kind of necessary. I was it wasn't like I was eating just so I could eat. Oh, I you was were, goddamn you were sporting all the time.
0: You you were I, I had a friend sporting. Yeah. I had a friend who was on the swim team who was just constantly ate like he would bring a sleeve of saltine crackers to every class and (laughs) just Mm -hmm. power through them. And he was like, I hate this. But, you know, I went on my first (laughs) diet when I was 12. So I did not get any of that good times. Very Ah. sorry. Yep. Uh, we get an update. Uh, you gave us a forward promo on this, on the last week's recap, Mike from Emily and James in in Tampa and right. the missing ball caps, or it was Boca Raton, I guess. Um, a- after they put a, n- a note on the neighbor's door saying, Hey, we accidentally put your address down instead of ours. So you may have gotten these hats that were meant for us. Like the next day he brought the hat hats over without a box saying that he didn't know that they were theirs because the dog ate off the label on the package. Oh, that dog.
2: (laughs) That dog.
0: And nobody's buying that. (laughs) Luke said, quote, dude's a hat stealer, (laughs) unquote.
1: I was telling a story to my prestige. I hope I said that right. On Monday, um, I was telling her because I drove myself to this appointment and then called her to come out with a wheelchair to get me. Normally, Cullen has been taking me to my appointments, but this time he couldn't really do it. So I was telling her that I wheel myself down to my car and I leave my wheelchair in the driveway while I go to go to this appointment and and while I go do other things as well. And I said, I couldn't really do that at the house in Kyle because someone would come along and say, hey, free wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) These guys are like, hey, free hats. Awesome. Yep.
0: (laughs) And they end the show kind of um, doing a little planning, talking about who is going to be continuing on the next leg of the trip, which I guess we'll have to wait till next week to find out. And uh, music for your weekend was uh, Don McLean, American Pie. Music for all of our weekends.
1: <laughs> a long, long time ago. It's going through my head.
2: Like it's
1: For the last couple of weeks, I, it's been going through my head. I hate it.
2: Buy merch at LittleRedBandwagon.com. Archive for us. Buy things on Amazon at LittleRedBandwagon.com slash Amazon. The next Earbuds and Earworms is self-care songs to find that how you will. And how can people get involved?
0: You can stop off at our website, LittleRedBandwagon.com. Uh, send your throw-your-phone-or-hug-your-phone moments to ThrowYourPhone.com. Come and see us at our Facebook page. We've had some good posts there lately. Or uh, dive into the unmoderated swamp of the Stens page to see what's going on with us there. Uh, Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can send us an email at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com and send us a voicemail. Remember those voicemail about the one reason that TBTL has survived for 10 years at 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. And with that... Oh, sorry for the long show, but what do you expect when we are doing a 24-hour marathon? Bobby, get us out of here, please.
2: Until next time, this is The Next Party.
1: Jen, I love you, and if you sent me a run sheet, not only would I read it, I would give you feedback and ask questions.
0: Nailed it. ago
1: I can still remember how that music used to make me smile psych